0: Welcome to The Ledge. My name is Chris Harper and I'll be your host every week. Every Tuesday, I will interview an artist, developer, or creative mind from the Web3 space. I'll be getting up close and personal with my guests as we explore the emerging crypto art and NFT scene. It is my feeling along with many others that we are in a digital renaissance. The emergence of blockchain technology has revolutionized the way we look at ownership, provenance, and digital assets It is my goal as your host to help shed light on these complex subjects and even more so the individuals behind it all who are carving out their place in history here on the ledge of Web3. Hey guys, this is Chris Harper. It's another Tuesday and another recording of The Ledge. I'm here with Marinel Shu from Ireland. He's an illustrator, 3D artist, NFT artist, crypto artist living in Ireland. And uh, it's my honor and privilege to speak to you today. How are you doing today, Marinel? I'm good, man. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing really well.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's my first podcast.
0: Well, I'm a fairly new podcaster myself, so we're learning together. I uh, <laughs> I really appreciate your time today. We'll have, be speaking for about an hour, and I'm just going to ask you a lot of questions, uh, just about yourself, your life, your art, how you got into NFTs. Man, tell me, uh, tell me, tell me your name. How old are you, and where you're from? Okay, so my name is Marinel.
1: Well, it, it's a bit of a Latin name. It's usually said like Marinette, but like. It, for the English speaker, it is Marinel, and I like it that way as well. Like, you know, I don't mind. Uh, I'm 26 years of age, uh, born in June, 96, Gemini, let's say. <laughs> right on. And uh, I'm from originally from Albania, but like I grew up in Ireland, Dublin, Ireland.
0: You're an Albanian, but you're living in Ireland. Yes, sir. Where are Dublin, your parents? Ireland. Where are your parents?
1: Uh, my parents, they live with me here in... Uh, Dublin. Uh, they immigrated most of their life. They've been immigrating to Greece, Italy, uh, England, and they just ended up in Ireland. Like after many years,
0: that's cool. I always ask everybody, "What do you? What do your parents do?" Because they came from the they came from the communist
1: time, and there was like a civil war in Albania. So like they only their only like escape was just to immigrate. You know. So uh, yeah, like I'm like. I don't have any uh, artist background, but my dad always used to say, like, if he could find like a camera or something, he was very uh, like he he loved buying cameras, you know. And like when I see the pictures that I have when I was like three years of age, four or five, whatever that that age, because we used to live in uh, England on South End on Sea back then, like I have like thousands of pictures just because they were like obsessed with photography. But what did
0: your dad do for a living? What, what still, kind of uh,
1: chef, hospitality. Okay. They used about to work in the hosp- uh, bakery, you know? Bakery. <laughs> so both of them come from the food industry. I've always been eating good. I can't complain, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, the, and neither one of your parents, besides the photography thing from your dad, had an artistic background. Neither one of them were. No, like, no. They're just artists. like
1: people who love, they love music. Like they, they love uh, life, hardworking people. You know, like they, they had nothing to do because because of the regime, they came from communist regime. Like, you know, they didn't have like the opportunities that I have. They didn't go to school. Like, you know, they were just people like after the civil war back in Albania, like 90s, it was like very recently, like 30 years ago, like 96, 97. So they, they just started emigrating and like, you know, trying to give me a better life. And my brother, because I have another brother.
0: Was it hard for you to switch over like from schools there to schools in Ireland or like to change gears like that and be in a new place?
1: Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. It was, but I think it wasn't it wasn't uh, a major problem because when I was like young, I used to live in England, so I kind of knew English, you know? But at right. the same time, when I came in Ireland, I was a bit lost because of the the accent, you know? So uh, uh, people would ask me like, oh, how many years you have here? Or I asked them and they would go like, oh, you've been here for like three years. And I go like, tree, like tree, isn't tree a plant? But that's the way like Irish people say the number three, like, you know, they say tree and tree. <laughs> little things, they would always get me confused with their accent. Like, you know, so uh, yeah, except the accent, like everything went smooth. I love the Irish people.
0: Forgive me for not knowing the answer to this, but what is the native language of Albania? Is it Albanian?
1: It, it is Albanian,
0: yeah. That's its own separate language. Yes,
1: but be- because of the immigration, like they, they speak uh, Italian, they speak Greek, they speak... Now, a lot of Albanians, they learn in German, their language, they're learning... A lot of them know English as well, so, yeah. It's... You learn
0: English in school when you're an Albanian, a child in Albania? Do yes,
1: I, I did, like, so... When I went back in Albania that I was like seven years of age, uh-huh. I forgot it. And then I started reminiscing it. It was a bit easy for me because of the songs I was listening and everything. Oh, so I picked yeah. up speaking English, you know, very well, We very talked. Quick. We talked
0: a little bit before we started recording and you told me you liked Mac Miller. You were a Mac Miller fan. I am. What other kind of music do you like? Well,
1: uh, <laughs> music, <laughs> you- this is complicated because... I love all kinds of music. And it's like you, you would catch me listening to like uh, rock music. You would I would listen to techno. Techno is quite poppy nowadays. Right. But like my favorite is hip hop. I, I just love hip hop so much. Uh, I would listen to hip hop like all day, all night. like you know.
0: I always think of techno as being the big thing in the Eastern European scene.
1: It is. Like, yeah. It is. I have a bit of that. Like, you know, that, that's what I was saying. And then I can end up listening to some australian indie band like you know like i i don't mind i just love music so much it doesn't matter what genre it is i, I just i love music i could listen to music for days and i do listen to uh, ambient music japanese pop i listen to uh there's a lot of african gems like people don't even know like you know african music is so beautiful man you know
0: You're you're living Uh, in Dublin right now. What's popular there right now? What's trending in Dublin? (laughs) (laughs) Rocky Road, you know? It's always like some...
1: (laughs) There's always some whiskey in the jar, you know, in every pub here in Ireland. But uh, over here, they have like a... They listen a lot to like UK uh, house music. The, the, The Brits, they have their own house music. I'd say, you know, UK has a certain sound or sonic, if I can say, you know, so yeah, they cool. listen a lot to that. They listen to like, look h- here in Ireland, like people, they love uh, Ed Sheeran man. they love like pop music a lot. Mm-hmm. They do listen to radio music a lot. It's not that right. uh, they're not into many things like, you know, and hip hop here. It's not that big. It used right to be, but it's not that big anymore. You know?
0: Okay. What's your education? Do you have public school education, private education? Yes,
1: yes, I have. No, public school education. Oh, public, you know? okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, especially where I come from, I wasn't that privileged to get like private school uh, education. Right <laughs> but uh,
0: <laughs> did you go to university or anything in Ireland?
1: No, I didn't. I had the opportunity, though. So my parents, they always wanted me to go, but I never wanted to. It was my decision. And like every, every time, like I spoke to them, they were like, you have to go, you have to finish it because like, that's something like they never got to finish an experience, you know? So they wanted me to experience it.
0: I think that's a normal thing for immigrant parents to want for their kids, right? Yeah. That's a pretty normal thing. They always want you to do better than they did, right?
1: Yeah, so they're like, you have the opportunity that we don't have, but you're not taking it. Like, you know, that's how they saw it. Meanwhile, I've seen it a bit different, to be honest with you, because I wasn't built for it. Like, you know, when I was, uh, uh, when I was twelve or thirteen years of age, for example, I could, I, I never attended school. Like, you know, I would always just try to like neglect school all the time even sure. the relationship I had with my teachers and everything I would always try to uh, not go there and like not create school friends and all that but it was just me you know I was, uh, yeah. I was a freaking technology you know I would always okay. spend my time like working like playing I used to be a gamer as well so that's one of the reasons I think why me and school didn't have a good relationship because I would spend most of the time playing with my friends. So, right.
0: uh, but that's what was, your, what was your access to computers like as a kid? Did you have it? You have yes, yes, yes. As yeah. soon as
1: I was like, uh, so I don't know if you're familiar with this, but in, in places like Greece, Albania, I think Mediterranean places, they have like mm-hmm. net cafes where it's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm everyone just goes there, they give like 50 cent and they get access to the internet for an hour, you know? Right, So because I knew the guy who owned the internet cafe, I used to skip school and just go straight to the internet cafe and my parents would think like I was in school, but I wasn't. Is
0: that in Albania? I was,
1: yeah, I wasn't wasn't very familiar with school. Like, you know, and I loved everyone over there. I loved my friends, but it, it was just like, um, I learned it at a very young age that that's something I don't like, and I I feel like that's normal. If you don't like it, like you can just get through it, do it. Like I'm not saying like people shouldn't go. People should go. Education is priceless. Sure, sure. you know. But um, when it comes to university, I, I think it's it's a choice, and it was my choice too. Like just not attend university I've you know? talked
0: to th- I've talked about this with a couple of my guests on my show about you know there's a lot of opportunity in the world nowadays especially you know from your generation and the generations behind you that you can get an education by from YouTube I mean people can teach themselves yes. all kind of stuff just from the internet now
1: can I tell you a story I'm For gonna sure. try to keep it I'm gonna try to keep it short so my, my parents wanted me to go to university so I was like, I'm gonna do a short, like, uh, part-time course. You know, I'm gonna attend the course for like six months for graphic design, and uh, I already knew how to work on Photoshop because I've started working on Photoshop since I was twelve. You know, I was a bit of a uh, freak when it came to uh, technology. You know, so I was uh, 18 years of age or uh, 19 years of age, something like that, and I attend this course. And I just end up teaching everyone in the class. Like even, even the teacher, you know, he would he would always listen to what I had to say or like the logos that I did. And I I I'm not like a graphic designer. I used right. to be. But I still like when I see myself as a graphic designer, I'm like, mm It wasn't for me. Like, you know? But uh Yeah, that's why I, I feel like if you want to learn something and be great at something, you just have to be obsessed with it. And I feel like school will help you to get a bit of a discipline and take it easy, I think. So yeah, that's my my take on school, you know?
0: Right on, man. I like that. I like it a lot. I like that, uh, you brought up, you know, if you want to get good at something, you got to be obsessed with it. I keep, that's a running theme. If, if I have
1: kids one day, don't get me wrong. I
0: want them to go to school, but it's just
1: me. Like, you know, that's just my, my, my story. Like, you know,
0: I think everybody's got to just kind of look at their own individual path and see what's best for them. You know, everybody's the same. Right. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, man. What, uh, how did you teach yourself to become an artist? you know? So you, you, you learned Photoshop, you learned how to use a computer. What what'd you use to teach yourself?
1: <laughs> okay, so it, it, it started as a lie. So there was this website which was called picnic.com. And like I, I used to like I, I used to work on my uh, pictures on this website. And everyone in the neighborhood would come and ask me, Hey, how'd you modify those pictures? Like how do you do this effect? How do you do this? And I just, like, as a silly kid, I didn't want to show them the secret. And one day, like, this friend of mine, he was like, hey, man, like, you you have to teach me how to use Photoshop. Meanwhile, Photoshop wasn't even on my computer, like, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. then I had to download Photoshop, teach myself some Photoshop, just so I wouldn't, I didn't have to tell them my secret about this website. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's how I got into it. So you taught Uh, yourself Photoshop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Right on, man. <laughs> I like it. From that lie. Like, you know, I wanted to save Dude. that website for myself, you know? <laughs>
0: what do you what do you call yourself now? Like, what type of art do you call your, your – what kind of artist are you? What, what do you call yourself? I love this question.
1: A lot of people ask me this. <laughs> so something that defines me, it's the word illustrator. That's what defines me. But I don't want to see myself as an illustrator. I I don't even want to be categorized because right now I'm working with some fashion brands and I'm working with some people who create very nice music. Like I'm doing so many things, man. I just feel like I have so many ideas uh, and I just want to create, man. Like even if it's stuff that has to do with interior design or Whatever I I just have this creative mind that I've been working on it for many years and developing since I was like twelve. I did like graphic design. I did. Uh, by the way, I've done like visual effects. I used to do like mate painting and to do like sceneries for uh, movies in Hollywood. Well. I didn't want to continue that because I don't like the industry and how it works. I like working for myself. I don't like working for a company that has like 30, 40 people. You know, uh, I always like taking charge of what I do, taking full responsibilities and like, uh, let's say I'm a bit ambitious like that, you know? So I like, One of my goals is to have my own studio in the future, you know? I had this very good friend who used to work for uh, so many big companies. And uh, I remember used to telling him, uh, look, I know you can figure out a job for me in Hollywood, but I just don't want it. I just, I'd rather work on myself, work on my art, work on my skills and try to do something for myself. Than to work for others, built an empire. You know,
0: I'm gonna say I, I'm I'm uh, I gotta tell whoever's listening you know this you know number one I'm a big fan of your work uh so thank let's you just say so much to start with but I had never heard of you until a few months ago, and um, the reason that I found out about you was that you were doing a drop on Nifty Gateways I think it was curated by Thirty Three NFT. Um, and I saw your art, and I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta have this!" Like, you know, I, I collected several pieces of your work, and I hold a couple. My fiance has a piece of your work. She has the um, the Lucky Cat Trip piece. You, you know that one with the cat yeah. sitting on the subway. Yeah. Uh, she wanted me to tell you it reminds her of her little pet, her little kitty that died. <laughs> so, but, but I have like you three actually, or four pieces of work. You actually your work, texted man. me this. <laughs> you have like just such a distinct style, man. Like, I mean, I, honestly, like, you know, it's really, um, you know, it, it's Thank really you so much. Yeah.
1: You, you it, asked me like, how can I explain my style? It's, uh, there's a mix of vaporwave. There's a mix of, uh, retro. There's a mix of like, like retro futurism. you know? And, um, there's a lot of nostalgic elements that I use like from the past that I want to bring in the future, you know. So, uh, I think that's what makes my art special and people ask me this all the time like do you get art blocks cuz as you know like a lot of artists suffer like art blocks, you know. Um I tell them no. The the truth is like no, I don't experience art blocks a lot cuz it's like I just focus on the mood. I try to set the mood. There's sometimes there is nothing genius behind something I do. There's just a feeling that sometimes even myself, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like this good energy that when you watch something like that one with a cat, I, I love it. It means something to you. Like you have a story to tell about that. So yeah.
0: It reminds me of something that you say about yourself. It's on your Twitter handle. It says, and your description of yourself says you are the CEO of oh, Vibes. Right. I love that. <laughs> Thank it you does, so much. Man. It, suits your, it suits your art just so to a T. That's, that's not a self-claim, by the way. Someone Who told me that. So that? I
1: was like, I'm going <laughs> to.
0: Somebody told you that. Who was it? Who are you going to give I'm gonna, the credit
1: it, it, was, it was a friend of mine. She right was on. like, you're like the CEO of Vibes. Every work you've been putting out
0: here, it's like.
1: all the vibes you you know you gotta hold on to uh, that
0: forever man yes i have to
1: i (laughs) i put it on the bio and uh, (laughs) even there's this guy i love this guy Mad dog jones like even when i put that on my uh bio and he goes and he reacts to the story like you know. He he said something, yeah. love it or whatever. But yeah, it's a uh,
0: love Mad Dog Jones, man. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's very unique, very amazing. He's very
0: unique, but you guys are. You guys have some very similar, uh, like you know. You guys kind of oh, yeah. like your styles. We, a little we both.
1: We both like Japan and cars
0: and right. <laughs> cats, <Yeah>. I guess. <laughs> cars, cats, subways. You got a lot yes. of subways in your art too, right? Yes, and but showers. He's <laughs> There's a lot he's of amazing. In- yeah, I noticed another theme in yours is people in showers and people like laying on like little cots on the floor and stuff like that. Yes. What's the first thing you ever created in your life that you can call art? Do you remember?
1: Yes, I do um tell us about it i was 16 mm-hmm. uh, so i did this scene that was for um do you know this game called last of us i do last of us so there there was there was a scene for this game last of us and i was just 16 and i can't remember like it, it was so incredible, like such an incredible feeling because I felt like I was 16 and I was doing like things like people, they need to graduate in Hollywood to do like, you know, so I was like, okay, this is I I was like, okay, so I guess this is my first,
0: my first like art piece. So yeah. How does somebody want to? If somebody wanted to see that piece, how is it possible to see it? You still have it? It's deleted because, like uh, back in the days, I used to
1: be on uh, this website called uh, Deviant Art. Deviant Art, uh-huh. I think.
0: Oh, I remember Deviant Art. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It
1: used to be, it used to be popping back in the days, and it was like Deviant Art, Behance, Tumblr, like all these places full of yeah. art, you know, and. uh. Is
0: DeviantArt gone? Is
1: everything that was on there gone? No, it's not gone, but I just decided to like delete it, erase it. Because uh, I don't have that style anymore. Like if, if you want, I can send you the piece like after this podcast, yeah, just, so, no, you can, just so you yeah. can check it. You know, it's quite amazing, sure. but it, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't me at all. Like I was just doing like things because like, oh, this is what's going to get me a job one day, you know? So, yeah.
0: How do you earn a living now? Speaking of job, like how do you make money? In, I do a in lot of Dublin? things
1: right now, like you know, uh, f- freelance, but I- I'm so lucky because I've put myself into a very nice spot where I work with like lo fi companies. Like some people, they tell me, like, I have some of the best artworks that fit into like this lo fi theme. So, if you go and um, search my name on YouTube, like Marinelle uh, Art, for example, or Marinelle Shoe, you'll see uh, a lot of my works with these lo fi songs that have like millions of views. And Yeah, I'm people- really glad
0: you said that, actually. Lo fi yeah. is like a, is totally a theme in, in uh, this like crypto art scene that we're in now, you know? And so there's several artists that are quote unquote lo fi type seer light being one Do you, it's you amazing familiar with seer light yes you know who seer light is and then mad dog yes. jones you yes um you know and there's there's quite a few others but i mean yeah there, that's definitely a like a like a totally like it's amazing a it's amazing the crypto art scene yeah
1: it's amazing but i think people should still like level up and like change because that's just a theme at the end of the day right uh one thing one thing a good friend of mine uh has told me he was like you have to work on personal projects and a lot of and like have like four or five different projects so Mm -hmm. if you get bored of one like jump into the next one because like these these yes like these say a lot of things about you so sure yeah like this is what I'm trying to do I have the green shower thoughts as you mentioned Mm-hmm. about, uh, which is a project where I'm going to put quotes attached to art, which is something like, I don't think is that popular, but I've thought of this like many years ago, like four years ago. And I finally made it happen last year.
0: Right on before we get going too far off the track. I want to ask you, can you define what you, can you, can you put into words for somebody that's listening? Like what is lo-fi to you?
1: what is lo-fi to me it's a yeah I describe lo-fi as okay it's to keep it simple for me it's the moment because every time I'm listening to to some lo-fi music it's like I zone in something and I don't care like what's going on like no distraction just lo-fi music on the background and like I can focus on my art or whatever I'm doing it's like it's an amazing thing. I, I love uh, lo-fi a lot. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Still working with many lo-fi companies, but to answer your question, I'm I'm working with Daniel Arsham. I, I, used to, oh. I did stuff for... Uh, yeah, it's amazing. I love <laughs> Daniel. Uh, I'm working with some fashion brands at the moment. I've worked with Gucci. I've worked with uh, Netflix, NBC. I've worked... I have a good resume. I can't complain, you know, but
0: still. I, and you're a young I guy. I mean, a lot. You're, yeah, that's, yes. a, that's a really impressive resume for somebody that's just, you know, really probably just getting started in your career. Yeah. Yes, it's amazing. And Incredible, man. congratulations. At At the moment, I'm looking to collaborate
1: with like artists who create like lo fi music, but I know that's just going to be for a short time. Period. That's going to be for like three months or six months, you know? Right. I'm, I'm always trying to develop and like develop my style, do new themes, do new projects, uh, do different things. I'm starting to learn 3D for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, are you? What do you? What, do you <laughs> what kind of program do you do 3D on? Blender. I'm using Blender and a friend okay. of mine,
0: Clarence, told me to uh, focus on Blender okay. and not C4D. How are you teaching yourself that? I actually tried to download Blender and started trying to teach myself Blender, and it's really complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Just off YouTube, to be honest. But for me,
1: some things are common sense. Because, like, I know Adobe Illustrator. I know Photoshop. So they're very, like, common sense, you know?
0: Yeah. You mentioned your green shower thoughts. You want to talk about that a little bit? I I remember there's one, like, where the girl's standing in the phone booth and, like, Mm -hmm. where it says, I called God and God put me on hold. Yes, right. Can so, you talk about like your ideas there and what's going on with that artwork? It's it's actually my favorite project,
1: but because I'm so focused on the Mediterranean life, because I was uh-huh. traveling through uh, Europe at the moment, and I was living the Mediterranean life, let's say. Okay. I put Green Shower Thoughts on pause, but I think like b- Green Shower Thoughts might be like the biggest project that i have like going on and i really feel like it's 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 gonna be booming in one year or two years if i stay focused on it because it's like i find it so unique because people love poetry yeah love it yeah and you get poetry but you get it attached to art and a scene Mm. that speaks like you know you you get the the colors you get the the mood the vibes dynamics Mm. you get like everything all together like you know yeah. So for me, it's a very special thing. So is that uh, like a
0: combination of like music, graphic art, and and yes. the poetry? I got yes. you. Yes, it's right like on. a movie scene,
1: like you know, and yeah.
0: you usually yeah. see that. You
1: you usually see that in like back in the days in Tumblr, you could see like a picture of a movie attached with the quote down there, you know. But I want to put that in art, and I want to make those words move as well like animate and like you know just take it to the next level i think your
0: your piece the nifty store that seems to be that's kind of like a little clip of a movie right i mean that's yes kind of, is that what that yes was intended uh, to
1: be that way yeah it was uh that's a that's for some car enthusiasts as well because describe that scene
0: to us and and for the people listening so we can't see it because we're on or just in a voice you know podcast but for yeah. somebody that that doesn't know what I'm talking about. Can you describe that to me?
1: Okay, so that was my first drop in Nifty. So I wanted to introduce myself in a way like um, I know what's holding on in the future. Like I I have some feelings, some good feelings about the future. And it was like this Nifty store. I I believe like there should be stores that sell digital art, like, you know, It shouldn't be online it should be like you should just pass and like enter a shop and be like hmm okay i want to purchase this or purchase this like you know it's that. just it's yeah. it's a okay. thing that can connect us with each other like you know yeah. and yeah it, imagine like you do that for your clothes let's say you, you can shop online if you want but at the same time you have all these brands like whatever zara or whatever which where you, you want to go and spend some time and check some stuff and i feel like art it digital art sorry it should be that way as well cuz like we live in amazing times i feel like you know uh, i always knew like digital art was important you know since the days that i was in uh, deviant art people were paying if they wanted to purchase it for a print or whatever but it's it's just a matter of time and like amazing things happen man like you know the the nft thing
0: Changed my life, changed a lot of lives, you know, uh, some people. What got you into NFTs? How did you go from being just somebody that was posting stuff on DeviantArt and selling prints to now I'm a crypto artist? Do you know Clarence? Clarence Maluta. He's a good friend of mine.
1: Okay. He's a, he's a 3d artist. Okay. Uh, he's an amazing person. Uh, most okay. of all. And, uh, uh-huh. he was like, Marinel. There's this thing going on, it's called NFD and like, you really need to get into it. I know you don't understand it, but you just have to get into it. So I'm giving you these two platforms, apply and see what's going on. Cause this is what is going on. Like people are making like crazy amount of money and da, sure. da, da, like, you know, it, for, for me, it's the money. It's okay for me, but I, I do it for other things as well. So I was like, okay, I'm going to join. What were the two sites? It was a first one was super rare and the second one was Nifty. Do you
0: have a super rare drop? Have you had a super rare drop yet?
1: I have. Yeah, I've, uh, that's where I've sold my most of my artworks because I didn't get accepted in Nifty because Nifty was booming back in the day. Super rare was booming as well, but super rare was looking for individuals like me who sell like rare art. You know, like super, I feel like Super Air was like very, was like a calculator, you know? They were like, they knew which guys they were getting, you know? Meanwhile, Nifty was more like, okay, these guys are booming,
0: let's get them, like, you know? Who collected Marionelle Shoes artwork off Super Air in the beginning? Who are your early collectors? There's this guy called Rudy. He's an amazing guy.
1: He he bought the first piece. which was my first piece my first piece was this artwork that i did for valentine's day it was like it was like a lo-fi segment you know like there's a couple in the bed like you know enjoying their mo- uh, morning working on laptop as well is that working nights is that the piece yeah working nights yeah working nights i gotcha. that's actually look that that was that was made in the morning but I don't know why. I was like, it feels like it's, it's going to get called working nights nice for some reason. You know, I was just, I was probably lazy. I'm going to name this working nights, nice, you know? So, yeah. <laughs>
0: that was a pretty good sale. I was like uh, 2.25 or something, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. It was good. Uh, if someone taught me things, I would stay patient because I felt like I was just so excited to be there. You, you know, I was like a kid. I was like, yeah, I'm going to sell it because I'm. then I'm going to mint more. I'm going to mint more. Like, you know, but uh, as soon as I learned a few things, then, you know, like uh, my work speaks a lot because like I've done amazing things without being in the NFT space. And I just want to reach like great levels now that I'm in the NFT space, you know?
0: How did you get picked up by 33 NFT? Can you talk about that? Okay. Uh, I used to... F- follow him on uh, super
1: rare and I I, I don't know I feel like he followed me from uh, super rares and he follows me on Instagram he just he just opened his account on Instagram right and I'm like his ten first followers oh wow (laughs) and Clarence is like do you know who this guy is I, I go like yeah I know I've seen him on super Rare," and he goes like That's one of the biggest collectors and he's following you. Like you're one of his first followers.
0: Tell everybody who 33NFT is. I know nobody really knows who he is because he's like anonymous, right? He goes by this. He's a legend. 33NFT. He's a legend, like nobody (laughs)
1: nobody has ever supported me like him. Right on. I think he does that with, with everyone. He doesn't do it with me. I think he does that with everyone he just, if he's getting, if he's purchasing art
0: of you, he loves your stuff. And he really believes in you. I totally believe that, man. I'm in the, I go, I'm in that 33 NFT discord. And, uh, you know, I've been a follower of his artists. So I follow Mm -hmm. like all the people that he curates and collects. I've been follow you know, I follow along with them and I, you know, and actually he's a really nice guy. I've talked to him on Twitter. We've chatted on DM and, you know what do you think about his portfolio? It's incredible. Like the artists I, I love every artist that he follows just about universally. And I think, you know, I think he's really smart. And I think like the the artists that he's collecting are people who if you're looking for like long term you know, th- things to hold long term, these are the artists that you should be collecting from. Yeah. So, you know. He has I know like you don't know him, but you, you just appreciate his energy. You
1: you know, right. like, yeah. he's not one of the them people, like, uh, he has to say something for clout or, like, no. be out there all no. the time. Even right. when he's out there, he's always, like, retweeting his artists, supporting them. I've... I've never seen uh, anyone such as genuine as him, to be honest with you. like you know, There's a he, couple of
0: people at the space, man, and, but there's just not that many guys
1: like that, you know? So, yeah,
0: that's really cool. He
1: always like, and I've always kept it 100 with him. It's just like the space in the beginning was so big and it was like so weird that I didn't know what to say. Like this is the reason why I've never been one of those guys who's talking about NFT like all day, all night. Because I believe in it so much, but it's like I'd rather believe in it like genuinely than believe like just for attention. Like, you know, a lot of people were believing in it for attention. And now after all these years, because it's been like almost two years, like people have been selling NFTs, sure. a lot of people disappeared. Like, you know, and we're here. (laughs) We're here. The ones who love art are here. And I'm happy that we're here for this situation. Because now I feel like I get to talk to genuine people and people like will stick around and they want to do good for art. Like, you
0: know. Dude, I love that. Damn, man. I feel that.
1: I I just have this feeling like I I know when people are uh, coming with like this fake energy like pretending like oh i'm gonna do this for like the society i'm gonna do this and it's like you don't do anything in life if you don't set an example like 33 doesn't have to like say anything he's just an example
0: so what happened to get you onboarded with 33 and you now all of a sudden you got this nifty gateways drop you're a 33 nft curated artist you got two pieces of your artwork's held in the 33 NFT vault, you know, on super rare. Like, how do you, how did that happen, man? Like who put you into that? He reached out to me, but I, I think it, okay. So what does he, he do? Reached, does he just come to you and say, Hey man, I'm going to, I want to put you into this drop. Like here we go. That's what happened. That's wow. what happened. Yeah. That's what happened.
1: But, but the thing is he bought something off Clarence because I retweeted Clarence. Ah. Uh. And then when Clarence retweeted me, he was like, well, I want to purchase this art because it's amazing. And then he goes to my profile and he, he goes like, oh, this is the guy that I've been following probably, Yeah, you yeah, know. So yeah. uh, that's that's what happened. I think he just loved my art. He he doesn't know. Like not many people know who I am. I never post my face or like people don't know much about me, which is like, it's a bit pity to be honest. I should have, could have done more, but uh
0: yeah, I'm, I am not man. Gonna... There's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of uh, good marketing these days in the NFT space to stay a little bit anonymous. You know, just leave people wondering just a little bit. Like who? Yeah, is like guy, being mysterious
1: you know? is cool. I think, <laughs> it, but it is. doesn't last. Well, especially in
0: this space. So there's so many people that are on That means we have no idea who they really are in real life. You know, everybody's (laughs) operating under this pseudonym, just like 33 NFT. Like we're talking about him for 10 minutes, but you and I, neither one of us know who the hell he
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. That's so true. But I I, I respect him. I respect him a lot. And honestly, like there are some good collectors out there. Let's be honest. That's true. There's a lot of like... There's this guy, it's called, like, uh, Byron next door. Uh, It's K. Ryan. Like, one thing that amazes me, when I had my nifty drop, all of these guys, they showed up. And this is is why I love this space, you know? When you create this solid connection, when you create, like, a very genuine circle,
0: it's like they will always show up dude I, it's funny you say that man I've been collecting on nifty gateways like OG like I'm one of the earlier collectors from nifty gateways and you're mm-hmm. right man certain artists when they have drops on nifty gateways they, I know there's like 10 people that are going to be there every time <laughs> you know it's right? amazing yeah, it's amazing yeah. and it's, it's amazing. all the same I mean it's me and like you know I all these other guys and it's just you, you look you go to scroll down the list to see who just bought and it's like the same 10 guys right that's like extra motivation that's like why you do what you do like
1: honestly uh after like my biggest purchase was from uh 33 nft like he bought something of me for like uh, 6.87 i i'm not sure when uh When Ethereum was at the highest point, so it was like pretty expensive for him. But wow. I really do appreciate right that, to be honest.
0: Oh, I see. That's a huge sale. Yeah, it, it was pretty amazing, to be honest. The name of that and piece is called "Let That Shit Go." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's another, it's, it's another subway. Green piece, shower. We love the subways. You got a lot of things green the shower subway. thoughts, man. That, that's shower from the uh, Green Shower Thoughts series. Yeah, and he uh, paid uh, twenty eight thousand dollars for that piece. That's yes. huge. Yeah, it's incredible. That's a great sale, man.
1: Congratulations. It's incredible. I remember telling him one thing. I was like, I appreciate it so much. Mm -hmm. And this is only the beginning. Like, you'll see so many great things. And after that, I remember I I worked with Daniel Arsham. Mm -hmm. And I worked, I can't mention, like, I worked with Disney. I worked with so many other people that I cannot mention right now because it's on the contract, like, where I'm not allowed to speak i understand and uh yeah it's it's going great man it's going great like you have a responsibility as an artist when someone buys something like you, you just have to you, you don't have to get lazy this is the thing about people in the nft i feel like so many artists out there like have been getting lucky and a bit lazy and like one thing about me like something that i make money of is the lo-fi scene so i try to to work on low uh lo-fi and keep it a bit low-key, to be honest. I don't put my uh I don't upload anymore my lo-fi artworks. It's just like that's some work that I do that I love and they they own it, the lo-fi companies. They can share it, you know, they can do whatever they want with it. And I do the NFT thing. I didn't quit. Like, you know, a lot of people they they were thinking to quit their jobs and all that, and it it ended up bad for them, for some good, you know? Everyone yeah. has a a different story, but... uh
0: Well, it's easy when everything's running, on, when the bull run's happening and, you know, ETH's pumping and the money's yeah. flowing and everybody's getting rich, you know? Like, it's really easy. But you go through a bear market like we're in now and all of a sudden, you know, like two-thirds of the people that were here six months ago are gone, man. In my head, there was just something.
1: Why not do both? Why yeah. not do, like personal work and like client work and NFTs. Like, you know, we're just so blessed to have NFTs. I was telling people, I remember uh, Baugasm, if you know Baugasm, he put me on this uh, clubhouse. And I remember telling everyone like, guys, you literally have nothing to lose. Like, I don't know why you are stressing out, why you guys are worrying. This is like the the best time that we've ever experienced as an artist. You have nothing to lose. Go out there, make the right decisions, work hard, f- find your connections, you know, find your way. And that's it. Like, you know, make make good art, make money.
0: Do you have a team? Do you work with other people or do you work by yourself? I do obviously? have a team. You do?
1: I do have a team. Yeah, I do have a team.
0: Tell me about that. Who helps you? How does that work? <sighs> okay, for the animation,
1: I have this, uh, I have a guy from Brazil and I have a good friend of mine that they help me. He's called like Angelo and sometimes Clarence helps me as well. And for the music, I have this guy called Eugen, Eugene Harry. He's like amazing. Whatever I like, when I explain to him, something is just like speaking into existence. It, it just happens like, like a genie, you know, he just, he's amazing, you know, but, uh, now I'm learning to do animation by myself, so uh, I think I'm gonna take it to the next level. Uh, Are I just you hiring right
0: now? Do you have any jobs available? Are you hiring for any positions in your team? Maybe? Well,
1: no. no, I'm not. No, I'm not.
0: But I always ask just in case somebody listening knows. You know, maybe that's you never know how connections happen.
1: The know? thing is, like, once I get a project, I can uh-huh. decide what I'm gonna do. Like, there's this girl. Yeah. Uh, She's called like um, Holy Aphrodita.
0: Okay.
1: So this girl, every time I need a sketch or something very feminine that Mm -hmm. maybe I cannot see, she just like, she she creates like some of the most beautiful things. Like even with Disney, she helped me a lot, you know? So she's very great at sketching as well and like helps me a lot with my time and everything,
0: you know? And I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway for people listening. You do collaborations. You do collaborations. You did a collaboration on Nifty with. Uh, I do. I do
1: collaborations. Um, I, I not as how to say his name.
0: How do you say his name? Belagrushi? Belagrucci. Is yes. that who it is? Yeah.
1: Ian, <laughs> yeah. I think. I think it's Yuri. Yuri. Sorry. Yuri. Yuri yeah.
0: Belagrushi. You yeah. did a collaboration with Yuri Belagrushi on Nifty Gateways, yeah. and he's a digital photographer, and you're an animator. See,
1: Yuri is special. You know, the things that he does, they're very unique. I've never had it so easy in my life because all that project was finished in one month. Everything, the music, the animation, five artworks, everything was finished not even in a month, in like 20 days. So that's cool,
0: man. That's because of him as well. I do have one of you guys' collaboration pieces. It's called Fallen Kyoto. It's that pagoda in the background, and it's like the orange sky. And there's like Mm. a lady walking down the, um, you know, a woman walking down like the street. Yeah. An empty street, carrying an umbrella, Yeah. Yeah. That's in Kyoto. It's amazing. So that's like a photo overlay with like animation. Is that how that works?
1: Yes. Yes. So he, he took this picture Uh and I started like sketching over it, Uh uh, changed a few stuff, added some other elements, obviously, uh, I have to add more life to it, more uh, neons, and like just make it look like it's something that I've created, you know. Yeah, but uh, it, it would that that piece would never happen if it wasn't for him, because he had all the references, you know.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I like I know, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the on cyber galleries that you can create and put your NFTs into and make like art galleries, like virtual art galleries. Are you familiar with mm-hmm.
1: that? So. Yeah.
0: I, one of my like favorite things to do is like build these on cyber galleries using my NFTs. And that mm. fallen Kyoto piece of yours is like one of the best pieces in there, man. It looks <laughs> so fr- if you go into on cyber and virtual reality wearing like headset and you see that piece in life, like it's insane, dude. It's, like so cool. Thank you man. so much. Man. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. I, I, love actually, that.
1: I appreciate yeah. that a lot. Um yeah. There's a lot of things that I'm trying to do at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- for the The most important thing that I want to do is to create. But I know, like even thirty three, he reached out to me. He wants to put some of my stuff in his uh, exhibitions and museums that he has. You know,
0: so um, he's like connected to like the Moco Museum or something in, in yes, Amsterdam. Yes, right,
1: yeah, yes.
0: Something in Zir-
1: Z- uh, in Zurich as well, right in on. Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. He's doing a lot for us, man.
0: You know? I've been to that museum in uh, Amsterdam before they had NFT artists in there, man, and I'd like mm. to go back. I was there in the one sure.
1: in Barcelona. It's the same Moco Museum.
0: The Moco Museum. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so Amazing. cool,
0: right? Yeah. Amazing. Do you think that art should come with utility? You know, there's a lot of talk about people that that do crypto art and their pieces come with different, you know, unlocks this or has that utility, this and that, you know, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yes, I do. I think that's the beautiful thing where you can attach something digital and like show, let's say, not just one person, but show the people like, look, if you purchase this, this is real as well like you know th- this can be printed or this this can be just like a gift just like every else like you know so uh, i believe like utilities are a good thing like and sometimes like i get it is just business but i've been selling a few uh, artworks and um, i remember reaching out to this guy and telling him hey I'm actually going to send you this on Canvas, you know? What's your address? Because I would I would love to post it to you or like maybe give you like uh, the high resolution of it maybe and y- you can print it out and have it there as an object. And uh, people should understand sometimes like some people, they do business. They're very smart businessmen and some people, they love art. And some people do both, you know? <laughs> sure. so. It's still an enigma. I think it's it's what the person wants. For some people, like they don't like utility. It's okay. They see it differently. They just want it. They just want to own it on the digital world. Some people, they they're like, okay, I really do appreciate this artist, and I wouldn't mind having some of his stuff in my house. You know. So yeah,
0: but I'm pro. Well, I love that. Well, that's a great answer, and I think that's you know. I think that's really relevant to the conversation these And
1: I'll send are. you something as well just so you know. I'll send you something <laughs> as well. I have prints on the way so yeah.
0: Love that man. Love that. Yeah, I, I was asking a little selfishly, you know, cuz I am a collector and <laughs> so it's like <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do we do collectors get a special perk? <laughs> <laughs> they do and they should. I think Uh-oh. Love that man. Let me ask you another question in this vein. What do you what do you feel about valuing your art? Like, how do you how do you come up with like this should cost this much? How do you price things? Um, how do you see floor prices? Do you think about that kind of stuff when you're creating and and releasing drops? Is that something that's important to you? And you put a lot of thought into it. I do. It? Okay. I do.
1: Um, how? Okay. I feel like my art should be like very like reasonably priced i'd say i don't want it to be like a picasso where it's like crazy but i would accept it if if it goes like priced very crazy because especially if that piece is a unique piece i'm not expecting to have like um five or six pieces that cost 6 million or 7 million euro because then that's a brand like you know you're buying the brand meanwhile if i've worked so much for this one piece and i feel like okay i'm gonna price this piece let's say 20 ethereum or maybe less it doesn't matter to be honest then i think like this is the price that i want to sell it and because like it means to me and then something else might be a bit cheaper you know but in the crypto world it doesn't work like that to be honest with you that's like just in my head in my brain how things should be priced you know in the crypto world it it's a bit different
0: are you thinking about your collectors when you're releasing stuff do you think like you, know, you want to try to keep the floor prices up and make yes driving value back yes. to your collectors is that something that you yes think of?
1: Yeah. yes i am I, I think that comes first to be honest with you
0: wow that's incredible cuz i'm
1: always i'm i'm always going to make good art no matter what nft no nft like you know i'm sure. always going to make good art uh, i feel like the focus should be a bit on them cuz they are willing to pay for your art
0: yeah i've had this conversation with several people and i too kind of see it that it is and important, they would be you know, they would be very upset if i was collecting your art and paying like really good money for it and then all of a sudden the price goes to zero I would have yeah. been just as good to right click, save it on my desktop, you know, Yeah. like, you know, back in the web two days, you know. So, so when an artist is thinking about their collectors and they're trying to think about the value of their art and keep the driving value back to the collectors, I always feel more inclined to collect art from artists that are thinking that way.
1: Yeah, I, well, look, I think people should look at it this way. There is someone in the world, like it doesn't matter if he's like a crypto guy or like an art lover, there is someone in the world that wants to buy your art. And that's quite amazing. As a thought, just that, just that thing is amazing. Now, when this guy purchases your art, I feel like he deserves respect. He deserves, he, he, he deserves um, a good treatment. Like, obviously you're the artist but he's buying because he believes in you so the artist I think has to make sure he doesn't disappoint these people like there is collectors like I don't talk every day to people that collected my stuff and even when I talk it's very casual it's very like a like I'm talking to a friend and it's not like you know I don't do that all of a sudden, like, hey, 33, what's going on? Or whatever, like, you know? Right. But I I want them to know that I do appreciate what they've done. For sure. And they should be looked after the same way they look after you and believed to buy something at a high price or take a risk. They're risking it. It's because sure. of it's because of their belief yes I know but you don't have to be that selfish as an artist you you just have to like support others people's dreams as well as they support
0: yours you know it works both ways that's what I, I love think. that I love that marino who do you collect whose art are you collecting man do you, who's your favorite artist who do you, who are your who are people that you like who are you collecting
1: okay look I started co- collecting in the beginning because I was yeah. getting like a lot of ethereum so i was like i'm gonna start collecting now i'm gonna yeah, start man. supporting other artists <laughs> and that. then after that i was like okay it kind of stopped for me for a second so then i didn't collect anymore i, I started collecting of clarence i started collecting of people that clarence was suggesting to me like you know uh-huh. um and then there was a few projects like they were like oh collect these because they're going to be booming in the future and like it doesn't matter I started collecting and after that uh, at the point that I'm at right now I would love to collect just good art man that's it I don't honestly and it's not like it's not that I don't care about the artist but I just want to own good art. So when I have my own museum one day or whatever, I can display good art. And you have any pieces
0: that you're proud of owning? Like you have anything that you've collected? Uh, you've I have, that stand I have, you?
1: I have, but I have to open my open C and check. Yeah, no, I, mean, no worries, I have to, yeah. I, I have two or three pieces that I love that I can't describe. Cause it's like a monster phase and it's like that the guy is amazing on 3d, you know, but they Got are it. 3d. They have nothing to do with illustrations and gotcha. stuff like that, you know? Gotcha.
0: What do you think about royalties? Have you heard of the arguments people talking about yes. the artists taking royalties on, on secondary sales?
1: Yes. So I think um, when I wake up, and I receive an email and I see like I've gotten royalties for something I've created. Is one of the best feelings in the world. And I think it's the most satisfying feeling for these artists. Like, you know, they get to experience such things. Like, same as musicians. Like, if they, owe, if they own the art, for example, it doesn't matter. Even if they've made the song like 20 years ago, they're still enjoying the fruits of it, of their hard work. So I'm like, I don't get it. When now people are mentioning mentioning like not having royalties, now this is very like,
0: it's... It's kind of a stupid argument to me. I think it's a no-brainer. Exactly, exactly. I don't even want it to be controversial. artists should get royalties for future sales of their art and secondary sales. I agree with that, man, totally. But it's like an argument that goes around in the NFT world these days, and I just like to ask everybody what their thought is on it, man. I'm
1: just kind yeah, of... I feel it shouldn't even be debatable. It shouldn't be controversial at all. Like you know, artists should get royalties because that's the that's the best thing that can happen to an artist. You know, imagine if he's not on that level anymore, but people just want to show respect or sell his art or whatever, and he gets he gets his part, like you know, and then he goes like, well, I feel Like, let's say after 10 years or 15 years, well, I failed at doing art because I couldn't do it. Like I lost my sight or something like, you know. Yeah, but you're still making money off what you created, what you contribute to the world, what you brought into the world. Like, you know, so, yeah, it's it's a beautiful feeling and it makes me upset a bit, to be honest, when people...
0: Well, I think most artists feel the same way you do. I haven't heard it. Nobody's told me yet, like, no, no, screw royalties. We don't want that. Everybody says, Yeah. That.
1: And it's not, and it, it's, yeah. and it's not, I'm not one, one of them persons that I, I would do everything for money or be like, no, I want my money or something yeah. like that. Like, you know, because yeah. most of the things that I've done in life is for free.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've done a lot of things for free to come to this stage. So
0: yeah.
1: I, I just believe, like, it's, is is the most respectful thing they could do to artists nowadays.
0: Right on. We're getting close to the hour, man. And I wanted to ask you a couple of things. Are you traveling at all? Are you going to any NFT conferences? Did you come to New York for NFT New York? Or you I'm going about- to Zurich. I'm
1: going to Zurich. I wanted to go to New York. I couldn't go to New York. Uh, The COVID thing as well, man. Like, you know, uh, the the only thing that I've seen was in Barcelona, the NFT museum, and that's it. I have not Here in Ireland, I try to stay connected with a few people that are into the NFT space, Mm -hmm. and I try to stay connected with my friends. But honestly, uh, I feel like next year I'm going to visit America for the first time. Like, I'm going to uh, NFT New York City.
0: Well, uh, I'll definitely be there, so you have to connect and get some get it you know i'll (laughs) see you soon i guess yeah i love (laughs) that man (laughs) for sure is there anything that i didn't ask you about yourself or your vision of this scene this art scene that we're talking about that that you want to talk Hmm. about before we wrap up
1: i'd like to talk about uh, okay Uh, i'd like to talk about something that's going to happen in 2023 hopefully hear about that for sure Uh, I'm releasing a book which is called The Mediterranean Life. So there's like a hundred artworks and I want to do some uh, NFT series about the Mediterranean life as well. So I I want to use the book as a utility and I want to everything I want to create it has to be very exclusive. Like I don't want Uh, I want to make so it's a very weird situation because I want to make everyone happy I know that's not possible so I have to keep things a bit exclusive as well you know so I'll try to stay in between where everyone not everyone but like a lot of people get the book and at the same time not everyone has the uh, chance to get the NFTs because they're gonna be rare, you know. I I worked so I worked so hard for the uh, Mediterranean series, so it's like it's like my life project that goes into these series. You, you know, it's very me. It's very unique. If you even if you search on Google Mediterranean art, you won't even find. Like you know, because even the uh, Japanese they did like City Pop, they did like L.A., they did all this. All these scenes, like nobody did Italy, nobody did, uh, Spain, Greece, Albania, all these other Mediterranean places, you know. So I, I feel it's very u- unique. And you going deserves, back to Albania?
0: Like, you going back to Albania anytime soon? I am, but
1: hopefully next year, not this next year. year. yeah. Next year,
0: yeah. You have you have still family and things there? Do you do you have connections? I do.
1: Albania? I do have a lot of family over there. Uh, we were joking at them. the
0: beginning of this before we started recording about how safe it is in Albania. because it's, <laughs> it's, it's controlled by the mafia, right? <laughs> I told I you, let you talk it's about so, that.
1: it's so, it's so safe. Cause, and people think it's not safe. It's like, Oh Albania, Oh, like the, the gangs, this is over there. And like, <laughs> you know, when I go there, it's 4am in the morning, I would be drunk or whatever. And like, it's just so free, so peaceful. I love it. I love So it. if you're a, a tourist a- thinking
0: about going to Albania, it's totally safe because uh it is. Ma- the mafia's got your back,
1: right? And you have and you have a lot of privilege when you go there as a tourist because they're like, oh, tourists are coming now. Like we should respect them and like, you yeah, know, a lot of yeah. great hospitality over there.
0: I found that in a lot of places I've traveled, even places that aren't so quote-unquote safe to travel to you know Mm. they're so happy to have tourists they don't want to do anything to disrupt the tourists from coming so yeah but tourists are pretty safe you know
1: yeah yeah, it's it's a bit crazy because now it's like all the problems that are happening like in the world are mostly in western world you know and it's like all the drugs are in the western world and when you go to all these parts like maybe even greece or like Romania uh Croatia all these places it's so safe man you're like mm. what are these people doing over here like Slovakia like Austria right. even right. Austria is amazing as well you know there's a lot of safe places and like sometimes living in the western world living like in Ireland the UK all these places it can be very like unpredictable mm. you know can be very unpredictable. As, even in America, so, it's,
0: just, it's like that. It's a little unpredictable here. You know, gun violence is
1: hmm. terrible
0: here. You know, and one
1: thing I love about the Irish, they keep it very low key. Yeah, they keep it very, very low key, and it's <laughs> like, it's I can't complain. It's so peaceful, man. It's so peaceful. Like even if Beyonce and Jay Z walk, they wouldn't care. They I just know. want to have their pint, and <laughs> it's all good in the hood, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> Marinel, man, we're out of time. I uh, thank you so much for coming on and being a guest on the show, man. I uh, I would like to give you an opportunity, really quick, to tell people how they can find you.
1: They can find me on Instagram, Marinel Show, and they can find me on uh, Twitter, Marinel Shoe, and they can find me on Tumblr as well, LinkedIn uh i'm gonna open a youtube channel as well that i wanted to talk but next time next time uh send me all your links be- and
0: i'll post them in the show yes. notes so people can find yes. you really easily man this Perfect. uh this guy's art is just incredible so if you're listening to the show and you don't know who this is you got to look him up you got to find his stuff man. he's just one thank the, you so much one Chris. of the best guys man. thank you thank you man i appreciate it Thank you guys for joining me on another episode of The Ledge. My guest today was Marinel Chenu, and he is a digital artist and illustrator who's living in Dublin, Ireland. Thank you all for listening. And you can find all about Marinel and his uh, website and socials in the show notes. Have a great day.